Hello, welcome to another installment of Foolproof Football Podcast. Uh, myself, Adam, here. We've got Kevin and Dennis, and TJ has returned. Hello. Welcome, Hello. welcome back, TJ. Cheers, guys. From causing injuries halfway across the world. Yeah, I don't know if you heard any of that last week, TJ, but you might have some answers or questions to answer in our injury corner this week. Yeah, I'll answer them all, no problem. There's been a lot of accusations raised against you in the last seven days. Yeah, I know. Maybe, but I wasn't here. <laughs> well, it was why you weren't here, where were you, and supposed activities. Yeah. Or attacks, I think Dennis refers to them as. Well, he wouldn't exaggerate much. That wouldn't be like Dennis. TJ may have insinuated to me that he caused a load of injuries last week. Yeah, to help Indeed. out the podcast. I may have caused one or two more this week, too. Good. Oh, very good work. Just before you got back. Uh, well, I suppose, as Dennis says for this podcast, you're tuning in for the truth, Dennis. Is that the, oh, the expression yeah. you tune in yeah. for the truth? So now they're tuning in to find the truth about what TJ was up to. Um, <clears throat> well, look, in today's episode, it is kind of our final one for preseason. Thank God, I think I can say it for everyone. Shite. Nice to have football negative... back. Yeah. What it is, please. It is one of those things, though, that we will have a full week now without football. You'll kind of miss preseason, maybe. Mm, maybe. No, not at all. <laughs> no, it seems like no one is. <laughs> uh, look, to wrap up the preseason, we'll have a bit of a look around kind of the main topics or headlines on uh, squad changes, squad updates, positions, cuts, all that jazz. Uh, we'll jump into Hard Knocks. We've got one more episode, I think, of Hard Knocks um, to get Kev's overall rating. But we'll get the latest rating from episode three i believe it is uh we'll swing by dennis for his injury corner see what teaches helped him out with this week and before we end on our facts of the day we'll just touch base on our awards and again look i don't know what we're going to do for our awards next week when there's no football going on hopefully something happens um but we've pulled together a few nominees for uh winners losers and kind of trap card or wireless story so look we're not going to squander around with anything. We've all say, said our hellos. Now is the time that we kind of go into our main news of the last week. Biggest news is preseason's over. Thank God. Yay! We can all celebrate. Um, first up, I suppose we're looking at any kind of. There were there wasn't too many big QB battles going on, but we'll look at positional battles, winners, losers. And who's, I suppose, been cut from a roster. And look, we were talking about him last week. The Seahawks, Geno Smith versus Drew Locke. Geno Smith won. Um, we actually all put our money on Drew Locke last week. Well, I will say, looking back, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Geno was going to start. And I buckled no, under they, peer pressure. Yeah, then you said I buckled Drew under it. Because everyone was like, ah, Drew was there. And I was like, look, yeah, maybe. That's a cop out answer right there. I wish I was there. That conversation. I wish I was there. I actually would have been on Gino's side. Gino was giving Drew COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, Too much kissing in the smoking area, me thinks. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I, I just think um, after last year, anyways, with Gino being the second string, I think he's more comfortable with the actual team. And with Drew coming in, um, he kind of got found out in the Broncos of like maybe his lack of talent or maybe his um, unreadiness for the NFL. 
and it really it really didn't it really shone when he came into the Seahawks this year. Um, I know he's still uh, like Drew Lock is still a highly talented player, like but, but he hasn't. It's like Nazer Peterman looks talented in practice. Drew Lock missed his chance yeah, through I, COVID. I but uh, Drew Locke missed his chance through COVID, guys, and then he got one chance again and did terrible. And yeah. straight after the game, they're like, "Okay, it wasn't even what Gino did; it was just what Drew did that he played himself out of position." The man could have COVID hangover for all we know. Poor guy could be suffering at home. That's too bad. bad. <laughs> suffering on a yeah. pile of money. Look, if he was already True. suffering, he suffered even more the fact that he just lost out to Geno Smith in a QB battle. I'd say you pick any backup QB in that entire league, they'd be licking their lips at Geno Smith's their opposition for a starter role. Any QB. I don't think it would be that bad. Jesus, who else? Sure, are you telling me? Look, Joe look Flacco, I can't see him beating him. Is Blaine Gabbard still a backup or is it now Kyle Trash? So, so are you telling me every backup QB not every, you said any any pick Blaine Gabbard's competition I'd much rather, I'd be licking my lips at Geno Smith rather than Tom Brady Joe Flacco I'd probably rather Geno Smith over Zach Wilson, Geno Smith failed to get a Jets job You want Geno Smith instead yeah, of Tom Brady? As in, who would I rather beat? Oh. If you were given the option of Geno Smith or Tom Brady, are you telling me yeah, that Blake Gabbard would be like, I'd probably lose against Geno? He knows he's going to lose against Brady. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, but I don't think he's... Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Come on, like, any backup QB would love that chance. Like That's their best chance again to start a role. Probably is, yeah. They are Falcons. Gino Smith is licking his lips from Drew Locke, I mean. Oh, it's just, yeah, same for him. That was his competition. But I'm saying, like, if that's yeah. your QB battle, let's get over saying Gino Smith's decent. He's had a chance. Give him an MVP this year, then. <laughs> he comes out <laughs> MVP. Well, it would be funny if he was actually that... good. Yeah. No, he'll be decent, but like he's like, but he's not going to do anything with that Seahawks no. team. You can't imagine it. I don't. Know, it seems like we've got a lot of Geno Smith fans here. Surprisingly, uh, we're looking at a different QB battle. Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. Everyone's kind of saying this is wrapped up, but Steelers have still yet to announce it. They asked Tomlin about it. He said they're not going to be rushed into a decision. I really don't get that situation at all. Kenny Pickett seems like he has it wrapped up. Um, he seems like the better option, and why not go with the rookie if he if he's mature enough to take the role? Like, it'd be different if he was like playing poorly in preseason, or maybe he wasn't mature enough in the training sessions and stuff like that. Then you could maybe for six games or something like that behind Trubisky but he's kind of proven that he's ready to take the mantle so why not just give it a shot you know uh, why why hold out on saying oh uh, it's still up in the air of who's going to get it like <laughs> I don't get it as, as we talked about last week for me it's simply your, your squad around you 
isn't in the position to support Hiroki, so why would you put him in there? If he's your future, I'd say get your squad around you. Like, he will come in, I think, this year. But I'd wonder just starting him. Are you better off starting Trubisky, him having a terrible 5-6 game, and then you bring in your, your rookie quarterback then? Well, that's that's up for debate, to be honest. Like, look how look how well the the Steelers did last year with Big Ben at the helm. Um, they still have the wide receivers. Offensive line, in fairness, now is probably the worst, and it's not going to help him out. But he's a young quarterback; like he can run about a bit. Um, he's a good running back too, although only one. Um, offensively, like. I think he has a few tools there that he can work with, that he can build with. Um, oh, he does, he does, yeah. That's what I mean, just his offensive line is. Like, he's going to get sacked. Shocking, he's going to get sacked this year, and it's kind of... Same with Justin Fields last year. He got sacked the shit out, couldn't do anything about this it. this year. Uh, yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. I get you, but... Um, I would still I would still rather the NFL experience... Um, I, I do I do get both sides. I'd like I'd like to, to put him in personally, but then again, I'm not an NFL coach. Well, everyone, it's no shame. I'm a big fan of Kenny Pickett. I've been bigging him up, but I still was expecting Trubisky starter. Kind of like what Kev said. Let Trubisky have it for a while, then let Kenny Pickett come in as the savior. In terms of if it goes bad with Mitch, it's only up for Kenny. Um, but it's interesting that. Look, they came out and said we're not going to be rushed on it. I'm afraid, lads, you've got maybe a week and a half. You're kind of kind of get rushed on it a bit. Like in, in practice, who's taking first team reps? You know, or... I have no idea. No idea. I think they might alternate a bit. It, it's a bit odd. Like if it was a simple case of one guy's taking all the first team reps, it should just be a case of here, there, starter. Um, yeah. but look, we'll watch that space. Another QB who. It's kind of, as you know, people are kind of forgetting about him as Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, now, probably one of the most surprising stories I found this week was them restructuring his contract with a no-trade clause to one year where he's making $6.5 million, fully guaranteed. If something happens and he gets in there, he can make up to $16 million in the year as a backup. I, it, it seems a bit odd. Like, is, is there really nobody in the league who wants Jimmy Garoppolo? Not necessarily is it known in the league, but is it more so that the 49ers aren't fully sold on Trey Lance? I I don't think that's right at all. I think the <laughs> I Irish, knew, sorry, I knew Ken I was going to go for Trey Lance to hurt yeah. poor TJ. <laughs> I, I like Trey Lance, but I'm just it's, it's weird that you 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 sign such a good backup, right? I know he's there. You restructure his contract so that there's the no Trey clause. It is kind of saying like. All right, this could go, could go south. Let's just have a plan B in our back pocket. An I expensive think, plan B. Yeah, like I don't know. I I honestly think that they just want something for Garoppolo, and they're really not getting it. Um, they're gonna they're giving them the contract, so they're gonna hold out a week or two. Somebody's gonna get injured. Geno Smith isn't gonna perform. Or something's going to happen and somebody's going to make a big move trade for Garoppolo. Uh, if not, then like it doesn't matter. You have a fantastic backup, but then you have to trade Lance. I don't think it's 
Trey Lance that's causing the issue here. I think it's they want to get something in return uh, for uh, an arguably starter quarterback. So explain so explain this no trade clause to me. You're you're explaining trading that he could be a potential for a trade if something goes wrong for someone else. But it's basically, he's not going to get traded. It's it's if the team want to trade him, he's to say whether or not he he gets traded or not. Essentially, is what it boils down to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he he will trade if he's going to get a starting job somewhere. Like he's not going to go to Seattle and get his fucking ass handed to him. Maybe he, not, but say he's going to get ten uh, million anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, but say an actual Super Bowl contending team gets their quarterback uh, injured or something like that, and they're looking for him to. To have a goal uh, for the red uh, that half a through the year, uh, he's gonna go for that. I'd say he'll wait till next year and have his pick of teams in the free agency. Uh, and I'm gonna spin a bit of a let's say a prediction. Trey Lance, the poor soul, gets injured. In comes Jimmy Garoppolo. What's this? 49ers make the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. They start upsetting people in the playoffs. Jimmy just wins a Super Bowl. He's just got himself 16 and a half million. And now he's in free agency. 49ers are panicking. They've just lost their Super Bowl winning quarterback. And Trey Lance never recovers. Jimmy <laughs> G. <laughs> and Jimmy G never plays a good game again in his life. He's like um, he's Case Keenum. Poor <laughs> Case Keenum. Look, it's, it'll be interesting. It's just Jimmy Garoppolo has floated about. This entire preseason and off season, and nothing's really happened about it. And I don't think anyone's expecting this new reconstructed contract. Win win for him. I don't think anyone wanted him either. Like I, I don't like, think they did. No, like everyone was like, "Oh, he's just coming off shoulder shirt, so shoulder surgery." Um, and Come on, Kev. yeah, that was a hard one. <laughs> it was a bit of a tongue twister <laughs> there. Um, you, so Dennis's job isn't as easy as you think in injury yeah, corner. He yeah, has to yeah. say that sort of stuff all the time. <laughs> Dennis just makes up stories about pregnant women. So, um, sorry. Don't so, or <laughs> or was I talking about? Oh yeah, he's he, he's he after coming out off his injury. Um, on his throwing arm. Last year wasn't exactly a marvelous year. If you wanted him, you were going to have to sign him for at least two years. I don't think anyone really wanted that. I suppose we could say nobody did want that if, if this is what's happened <laughs> at the end. So that kind of proves yeah. right. Look, we'll see what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo over the next year, but he's such a, a weird one. Once claimed to be the one that Patriots let get away. Uh, let's move away from the quarterbacks. And we were talking about this before, because this just kind of dropped there today, where uh, Alex Leatherwood, um, right tackle or right guard, whichever you want to play him in, uh, just got cut by the Raiders. Uh, former first rounder last year. Yeah, that's a massive. That's a massive uh, move, to be honest. Uh, it just continues the Raiders poor performance in the draft and just ridiculous draft picks. I don't know. It seemed like it never got on from the start. And they had problems with um, just his 
I don't know, just his mentality and his overall play and his attitude to work. And it just seemed like the perfect person for Raiders to draft. If you think of all the draft picks they've had over the last couple of years, it just hasn't worked. Um, well, I think all the ones that haven't worked, I posted a tweet there today where Alex Leatherwood, 2021, this is all their first round draft picks, cut. Henry Ruggs, 2020, cut. David Arnett, 2020, cut. 2019, all of their 2019 first round draft picks, 50 year option declined by the Raiders. What are those guys doing? I, you see, I don't understand one of them. I don't like, well, obviously, Arnett and. Rugs like was it both of them who got arrested or in jail now? Um, but um, Josh Jacobs got his fifth year decline. I don't get that one now. I'm not a. He hasn't been amazing, and they'd be looking for big money. Yeah, but keep him for the fifth year. They don't really have too many backups. Like, who do they have there? Uh, who is their backup? They Ken and Drake last year. This year they have. He got dropped. Yeah, he's gone actually, he's gone to the Ravens. Um can't I will say look, if we if we drag it oh, back they drafted someone. The, they drafted someone this year, that's why. But I will say if we just drag it back to Leatherwood for this week. Um the issue is with him, I suppose, is he's all the size and physical attributes, but by all means his technique is lacking. Uh I suppose so much so that they tried move position on him last year and then He never played last coach, year, did he? He did play, yeah. But he was struggling at right tackle, so they moved him to the right guard. Um, came in with the new coaching staff this year. They said, let's try you again at right tackle. He was missing out, losing, apparently. He was dropping down the depth chart. Seven rounders were playing a better than him, all this. Um, so it was one of those things where they're probably not wrong to cut him, but it just highlights what went on in the Gruden era, I think, with the Raiders in terms of recruitment. There's a very interesting athletic article. But they actually break down his one-on-one matchups in games and his kind of, um, how would you call it, lack or poor technique. So I don't think uh, we have any complaints about it, but it is interesting. Um, I suppose we have two more to mention before we move on. Um, One, Brian Robinson getting shot multiple times in an attempted robbery. Spoiler, injury corner. We said he's not going to be yeah, carried out in no. three quarter tennis. It's not really an injury. Yeah. Yeah, due to tennis, it's an injury. Yeah. He he's ruled as questionable because of that. Um, just Look, so the man was. Put... Let's be honest here. This is a terrible news story. Like, the guy was being robbed and got shot, and he was having his breakout year um, as a rookie. And was shot. It's I. I don't think we should make fun of it in our injury. Yeah, court. and I don't want to see Dennis spin just... some sort of Quentin Tarantino esque backstory in terms no. of what happened. So Dennis, he's off limits for you. I'm, I'm sorry. The truth. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously tune in next time for the truth. Yes, this was just a terrible story, and we, we yeah, wish Brian the, a speedy recovery. Yeah, look, he had surgery. They said it went well. Hopefully, he's playing this year at some point, but. Look, it's a real spanner in the works. A lot of talk was that he was taking that position. That uh, Gibson was slipping. So, um, terrible for him. Terrible for Washington. Um, I don't know. Does anyone have anything else to add on that, Dennis? You be careful what you say. No, look, uh, I wish him well, and it sounds like he's doing well. Uh, doing better than some of the guys that I'm going to mention. So, that's <laughs> okay, <so laughs> kudos to him. 
So you'll enjoy that part. Um, the last thing we should mention, if we're mentioning cuts and trades, another sensitive topic, I suppose a bit more serious, is Matariza for Buffalo Bills getting cut, the punter, uh, formerly nicknamed Punt God, for regularly hitting over 80 yard punts was cut from the bills um due to this was accusations of uh rape in college um i think that was one that i suppose no one was really expecting you never do um i know people are praising the bills for cutting them but at the same time do we think there's something more to it i think the bills cut them based off fan backlash and even though i'm a bills fan can you say that they didn't know about it before the draft well, I don't think I didn't hear anybody praising the Bills from cutting them. They a few should have cut them regardless, and uh, and they did know beforehand that it was in the works. So well, it's one of these things where there's no solid confirmation. They say that they first found out during the preseason, but it it's one of those things. Did they first find out during the preseason? Because there were questions. I remember we talked about it, that he's he slipped in the draft. Let's be real. There was. He went sixth round. Everyone had him higher. Um, so there are questions to be answered, I suppose. Um, were they aware? And just thought maybe this will go away. There's always uh, someone aware. Yeah, Can like I'd be surprised. Yeah, like they Didn't obviously they do their homework on this. Yeah, like... as as Dennis would say, it's too big an investment. I suppose the argument some say, and I do think they were aware, but some people think it's a punter. Um, going in the sixth round, they're a bit more loose with their homework, but it seems like a pretty big accusation. And the fact that they have phone recordings with the police assisting the person accusing them, where he asked them to take an STD test, and then when they try to get her to get him to confirm that they had sex, his response was, "I matterize I do not remember anything from that night before hanging up." Seems a bit sketchy, regardless of what happens next. So. Yeah, his career is gone before it started, I believe. Yeah. And if it all comes out to be true, um, by the sounds of it, it is. Uh, fuck him. That's it. It's it, look. We don't know. It's accusations at the moment, but it doesn't seem that far fetched, especially with that uh, sound recording. But not a good uh, preseason for the NFL in terms of I suppose how they treat women which uh, has been highlighted a lot by actually a friend of ours Robert Griffin the third uh, in his television debuts yeah yeah it's sad that that and by us we we highlighted quite a bit too well I don't think we're role models yeah we t- yeah no one really listens to us TJ <laughs> we've no platform Oh, Nathan's probably nodding his head along. Hey, Nathan. He's our super fan. Hello. <laughs> uh, look, let's move on. Um, I don't think there's anything else anyone wants with cuts or squad stories. I think that we cover everything we wanted to. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. poor Josh Rosen got cut. Just not cutting it. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say we move on from that. Like, you know, <laughs> we could have an entire podcast dealing with Josh Rosen's cuts at this point yeah. of his career. Yeah. Your man, the QB Mond, who got drafted this year, got cut as well. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> he got drafted in the fourth round, was it? So that's pretty high, like. Look, we're not we're not dealing with that man. Look, Josh Rosen's the only one we deal with. But look, we're on to hard knocks now. Entertainment. 
Last week, Kev gave it a bit of a lower rating than the first one. Said it wasn't as good. Kev's looking like he can't remember this, but that was the result. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5, while the first yeah, episode was 4. Yeah. Yeah. I gave 4. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I gave 4. This week, following on our trend, before Lee Schriever even said anything in Hard Knocks, Dan Campbell mentioned ass again. Did you spot it? I messaged you saying it straight away. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that. He's, yeah, you did. Because the last two episodes, in the first thing before Lee Schriever's talked, he's mentioned ass. What was that noise in the background there? So, uh, he mentioned ass in the first episode when he said, look, I don't care if you, I was a one butt cheek and three toes, I'm going to beat you. Then he was mentioning the shorts that accentuated the ass. And then this week, he said, I love it when you're late because I get to jump your ass, is what he said. So, Dan, I'm like, cool with the ass talk. Yeah, that's it. I wonder if the editors kind of know this and they're just looking for that little bit at the start each time. Just for us. They're looking for us. They're looking for us. They know we'll talk about it. No one else is. We're delving deep into it. But I suppose in the rest of the episode... um, Kind of, it was a nice one with the Colts training camp and the Colts game. Yeah. That training camp field was something else. I thought it was like the field of dreams. They kept referring to oh, yeah. in Indianapolis. That was a pretty cool setup. That was yeah, uh, it was nice. So the the players, rather than just a normal training facility, have to go through this big kind of foresty field thing, and they emerge onto the pitch that's set up there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. So we had Rodrigo did well, or Rodriguez. Um, Bit of a touch on Ezzy or Easy. Now, Easy's nickname, I'll give them. Because his name is Ezzy, Easy, fair enough. Makes sense. Still don't get Rodrigo's nickname. No. As I said last week, it's racist. What <laughs> time have we got that far? <laughs> uh, but what do we think? So, look, we had the bit where there was close training camp, obviously, seeing the players like Jamal Williams interact. Then the other talking points were Rodriguez looking for a position, Easy looking for a position too, but a background on them. Um, we have the Reynolds. Running, the Sorry, running no? back, I was going to say the running back talking to his brother in jail. Yeah, um, Reynolds. Yeah, that was Reynolds does it. Yeah, does it. Yeah. I kind of felt bad for the brother and he was like, oh, I'm just locked up here in training camp. And I was <laughs> like, of <laughs> <laughs> he, he was about to say without his freedom. He's like, I can't leave the room. I've got no, f- well, uh, he goes, you know all about it. Yeah. Like, Fair play to the brother for being like, yeah, man, I get it. I'd be like, yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I've been out in 20, was it 10 years he's been in there or something. Years. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're on a, you're playing American football, making money, giving out of it freedom. <laughs> then again, did, your man must be a criminal. Yeah, did they say what he did? He never years. did. So I kind of delved into the bit, and this is going to be kind of loose, like everything. Yeah, we're, we're not. sprinkled with drunking memories of Googling this in a bar. Um, but apparently he was hot prospect. Um, I think something happened to him. I don't know if it was an injury or whatever when he was younger. And uh, he started getting into drugs. Um, and then it just escalated, as you imagine. He became kind of a drug addict. Bit of armed robbery and things and the like. Got paroled a few times. Reoffended eventually slapped the prison sentence other little things in there that i can't really mention so i'm not really sure if they are true or not but uh mainly it stemmed through uh slipping into kind of life of drugs which happens to a lot of people oh. 
but apparently he was a great player. He was fairly highly touted back when he was younger. Um, so the other one, though, I want to talk about was Easy uh, from uh, Africa, only playing football for a couple of years. Seven. My God, his wife is yeah. very demanding. But imagine sitting beside her in the during a match. Would would you get up and leave before? Well, apparently that guy there said he loved hearing her cheer for him. Um, but it wasn't the fact that she was cheered. It was like she seemed like even the coaches made comments about it. You know. Yeah. Now his wife like riding them hard, sort of thing. <laughs> Look uh, if... Careful, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, if you want to make it as a, a football player in the league, you need someone to drive you, and he's lucky enough to have his wife. He's got the coaches himself, the staff. He needs to get home and just, I hope she isn't like, you messed up on that play there. Because there's ones that she point out, and she'd be giving out that he didn't do good, and I'm like, jeez, this lad's getting an earful when he gets home. Um... I didn't mind that. My issue was she was just quite vocal in the crowd. I would have been thinking, like, if she was inside me, I'd probably look to move away. Nothing, <laughs> nothing against her, but... That sounds like it's all against her. <laughs> more so I like to watch a match in peace and quiet and not have... Peace someone... and quiet with no crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a bit of an atmosphere, but I don't like someone shouting and screaming and... Look, that's just me. Him and Han, yeah, that's mm. it. Uh, but oh, look, Rodriguez again looks mighty every time he's on. Uh, yeah, I or think whatever we're seeing. I I have seen the he didn't get caught. He's made the team anyway, so um, yeah, yeah, I think that was obvious. Week, uh, Jesus. Yeah, well, it's out today, so <laughs> not for us in Ireland. Um, but look, they got their first win in the last nine preseason games. I couldn't believe I mean, it. Nothing though. Well, look, you say it means nothing, but remember Dan Campbell's speech about winning breeds winning mentality. If the Lions can't even win in preseason and they can't win in regular season, that is miserable. So it was a bit of a mad. I didn't realize it's been that long since they actually won a preseason game because a lot of poor teams win preseason games. You have to be a very good poor team to lose both preseason and regular season like that. It's also a compliment to refer to the Lions as just a poor team. But one of the best poor teams. To be fair, I would have said dog shit. They they won it, I suppose it was what, a two point conversion at the end is how what it came down to. Because they didn't want overtime because it's preseason. (laughs) But you might as well if it's preseason, so you might as well go for it anyway, just to simulate it. Um And they managed to hold them out. Um, I suppose the odds were stacked against them to hold them out, but or stacked with them even. Um, but yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see them get a win, and okay. it's nice to see Dan Campbell come in and and be like, "This is what we want to do. We want to get wins." That's it. And look, I like Dan Campbell. I will say, if you noticed a bit where they had um, Pimpleton, uh, the wide receiver, looked mm. all right, and uh, they had him doing his juggling, and you know everyone's booing him. In the background, you could hear Dan Campbell cheering him on. That's nice. Amidst the booze, you could hear Dan Campbell just be like, you got it, people. Okay, yeah, that's it. And I was just like, that is, <laughs> that is nice of him. Like, you know? And then he turned it around. Everyone was cheering by the end of it. All thanks yeah. to Dan's encouragement. And if you only judge him on that, 
the Lions are winning a Super Bowl. I so, like Dan Campbell. He's like really a really nice guy. The other big talking point for me was uh, Jamal Williams going batshit crazy during practice. Yeah, the, he seems with, to be yeah, it, that was kind of nearly over the top. Like it was like right, fair enough. Like, but the the I two of them it, were though. going at it. It was yeah, to an extent. Like, um, but he was right though. Your man was pulling at him. He was yeah, but then a few times when the back did actually tackle him and stuff, he still was going off at him for no reason. I, like, I did like how they were like, bring your spears, we want warriors, let's get at them, but no fighting. But Very mixed messages to the boys, like, bring uh, your spears, get ready to be a warrior, but don't be fighting them now, alright? Just look. <laughs> alright, Kev, I suppose, unless TJ Dennis, did you guys have, did you guys watch it? <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I was wondering why you're being quiet here. Well, look. <laughs> Kev will decide if you should go back and watch it. Kev, what's your rate there to five? I enjoyed it, uh, but I do have to really think back to remember it, and I think that says a lot about it. Well, I'm going to repeat score of last week and go with 3.5. Not too bad. I thought I was going to drop again, but we'll see if the last episode can see. Yeah, I, I did contemplate dropping it again, but like the first episode really drew me in, um, but mm. Since then, we just haven't lived up to the hype. Look, hopefully, they can turn it around for you, Kev. They've got to. If you don't like it, it's not getting another season. Well, I think they've done what twenty odd at this stage, or <laughs> you haven't liked any of them. <laughs> it's about time they cut it. <laughs> All right, anything to add, guys? Or we move on? No, no, no. For me. Oh, it's that time of the week, <laughs> Dennis. Let me get my popcorn, my Coca-Cola, <laughs> and you can bring me through what has or might, I suppose, might have happened in the last week. And how you got on with TJ in his assignments. Well, I hope you're sitting down, Adam, anyway, because I, <laughs> I think you're involved. Socks are off. Yeah. So, uh, I've only got two today because my third one was taken earlier in the podcast. Um, but, yeah, so Adam, I hear you're a gambling man. You, you like to throw a few bets down. I've had that in a while. I'm a recovering gambling addict. Yeah, and I hear your last bet didn't go too well. Um, because uh, I see the score. The Panthers uh, just slapped around the Bills there um, earlier in the week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you were awful upset. And when we started to prep for this podcast um, and TJ joined, uh, he turned on his camera for a moment and gave you a wink and went, two birds, one stone. Uh, and you were like, good, bit of, bit of fucking revenge there. And then all of a sudden I see two two Carolina Panthers uh, players are out now. So poor old Zane Gonzalez is out with a groin injury. And Sam Darnold is a high ankle injury. And is there any reports reputation, of how it happened? Um, Apparently, there was a, a small guy wearing uh, an Ireland jersey claiming to be a cousin of Gary Ringrose. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the guy who's wearing the Gary Ringrose jersey separate. Yeah. Well, who yeah, knows? It could be related. You know how these, okay. how kind of uh, when people are getting information from such chaotic events that it, it information gets a bit muddled. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm. 
I, I believe TJ, he did me a favor last week and got me a few for injury corner, and now I think he indirectly got me some again, but I think it was more so related to you being sour about losing your bets. This this makes sense to me because I have often heard TJ say, I will get Sam Darnold again for leaving the Jets. Um, look, <laughs> quote um, on quote. I, I want to know just, how he... Sorry, go on, TJ. <laughs> no, I was, was going to say, I was discussing with my legal team and I'm going to say no comment in this whole situation. <laughs> I'm curious how he gave Gonzalez a groin injury, though. <laughs> again, uh, I discussed it heavily with my legal team. And I'm gonna go no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. Any witnesses, Dennis, for this one, who like said what the weapon of choice was? Funny enough, the same pregnant woman. Okay. <laughs> uh, that got injured uh, during yes. the, the last game. She was actually there. And that's how she was able to recognize the situation. She could tell something was going down. She must want to stay away from football these days. Yeah. It's getting, it's getting it was grind as well. Out there, yeah. <laughs> it's getting dangerous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any ETA of them coming back? Um, From what I've seen, the surgery is happening. Uh, God knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. No, it just says out. Uh, don't expect them before week six. That's that's my. I think I think Sam Darnold's four weeks. They're saying. Don't expect them before week yeah. six. Yeah. But with a bit of hope, they won't need him before then. Yeah. That's all from interview. That's all. No. Thank you a lot, Dennis. I look forward to seeing your work in the regular season when injuries. You're gonna have your handful. We'll need separate injury podcasts now. When the fantasy points are in play, God knows what TJ will do. TJ's gonna if you, if you're flying back and forth, TJ American Airline points are gonna be brilliant by the end of this. I'm gonna rack up those miles. Rack them up. Hi right, guys, we'll move on, I suppose, um, to our next weekly segment. The awards of the week. Uh, we're gonna get copyrighted by the NFL for that one at least. Um, look. Final preseason awards. I like we have to de- debate. Are we doing them next week? Who knows? There'll be no football on. We'll need something big to happen. Uh, we might just fill in a different segment. I know we do these awards each week, but without football, hard to pick a winner and a loser. Um, it's even hard to pick one during the preseason. And you mm. still got someone in. So let's run through our winner nomination. So I'll start with myself. I went with Denzel Mims. The big reason I went with him, look. You could, you could stop it here. He's requested a trade from the Jets. That's nearly a win in itself. Um, but what even made it better was he went out in the preseason there right after requesting a couple of days later and looked very good. Now, I doubt any team is going to be sage as he got over 100 yards and a touchdown in a preseason game. Get him here now. But he did well to kind of, um, I suppose, build his stock a little bit. If he went out and played terribly, it's going to be something that, um, I suppose, why would you have take a chance on him? So Denzel Mims was my winner of the week. It's actually his first touchdown for the Jets in two years. What a time uh, to do it, TJ. What a time yeah, to do it. Yeah, uh, Do you want to go on to yourself, TJ, next for your winner of the week? Uh, who do I have again? Uh, Damien Pierce. 
Oh yeah, so um, uh, actually just to add to that, Marilyn Mack uh, got cut by the uh, Houston Texans there today, but Damian Pierce has been has kind of cemented his role as the running back one in Houston Texans now, uh, uh, and I think with uh, Mack being dropped and everything, it kind of it kind of cemented maybe the Houston Texans won't be mainly focus on the running game but I think there's a lot of talent in the rookies and uh, yeah I think he's going to have a successful year Fair enough Kev who'd you got? Uh, I went with Justin Fields um, I suppose we do give Strange considering the Bears have been in the loser of the week yeah. up until there <laughs> we, we do give them a lot of stick but I got to give him credit this week I suppose he, he threw for 14 of 16 156 yards and three touchdowns um, and he had a few rushing yards and he had over 10 or 11 rushing yards as well so I suppose his talent alone is, is the positivity in Chicago at the moment and I felt bad for I think I've called him losers twice now so I felt a bit bad so you don't give them something uh, well I'm afraid you didn't give them anything Kev ah. we had a three way tie for the first time I think um, one, one vote each was it Two votes, uh, two votes each. Two oh. votes each, split across the board. Uh, also, Dennis, we need you to start putting in nominations. You, you could have been you this week. It was right there for the take. Uh, funny enough, my vote was the last vote to level the, the place. So. For God's sake, Dennis. <laughs> Who did you vote <laughs> the for? Vote, the vote is for the fans. <laughs> Who did you vote for, Dennis? I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, there's no winner of the week, I'm afraid. Does that make me the winner? (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. It's an odd one. It it sums up everything. No winner of the week. It's only preseason. Uh, Let's move across our losers of the week, because there's always a loser. I, of course, nominated Drew Locke. I don't have to say anything more. Kev, who'd you got? (laughs) I can't even remember. I'm trying to frantically look back through who I did nominate. Uh, um, did you have Brees Hall? Oh, I had Brees Hall, yeah. Fumble City. Didn't look great this week, did he? Uh, he didn't have a fumble. Sorry, he didn't have a fumble, but he did not look good. Well, he uh, definitely did look good. He only had three attempts. And uh, the one time where the offensive line didn't fail, he actually had like a 12 yard run. Well, let's not cut into Kev's vote or nomination. Five, five, five carries for 13 yards. Um, look, it's not dra- disastrous, but I suppose it's it's not ideal. And it was the talk to be your loser. Yeah, and coming out the talk coming out of Jess Camp is he won't be the running back one. It'll be him and Michael Carter in the backfield for this and, for the year. Um, and to so, help with that, Kev knows that I drafted him at the weekend. Yeah, so. I kind of, kind of yeah. said that. Do you know what? I'll, I'll send a little bit of a shiv there towards Adam, just that, just to, just to not, remind him. Yeah, yeah to remind not him. My confidence. Uh, yeah. well, let's move on to yourself, TJ. Trade yeah, on. Well, uh, Kev's going to attack one of my rookies as a Jets fan. I'm going to attack one of his rookies as uh, a Titans fan. And Traylon Burks looked like he isn't. Uh, Fully making the starting team. He's actually being beaten out by uh, uh, Westbrook, of all guys. I actually don't know who he Russell is. Westbrook? No. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, apparently he hasn't made the starting roster. And 
Sure, look, he's a uh, he's a development candidate. I'm okay with that. No issue there. Okay. Well, let's go through the results. Brees Hall, I'll just, I don't normally call out votes. Zero votes, I'm afraid, Kev. So you're on your Todd. Drew Locke took it. Everyone's making fun of poor Drew. So unfortunately, Drew, um, I suppose you are our loser. Stop it, Drew. <sighs> we don't need to egg it on. He's having a tough time. But um, look, trap card, wildest story. I went with Jimmy Garoppolo just because I wasn't expecting him to get that sort of contract restructure. We've talked about him before. He was my wildest story of the week. Um, Kev, you want to go over yours? So, uh, well, we've already gone over it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brian Robinson, um, a very unfortunate and probably unlikely story. Um, so. A wild story, nonetheless. That's what we a wild story, time. yeah. Like You could easily say he's loser of the week, but I don't think... Like, Something that's outside that's of his own hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Like, we normally keep a loser of the week to somebody who's put themselves in that position. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, TJ, you had a very vague one, I'll be honest. You just said pre-season. <laughs> yeah. So I, explain. I, I'm going to take a swing on this one. I'm just going to say that instead of a story, I'm going to say that preseason in general is a trap. It's a trap to actually uh, fool you into uh, thinking that some of these players that are going to play in preseason, first of all, are going to play in the regular season, and second of all, that they're going to be good in the, in the uh, regular season. Um, later, Seems maybe. like Hall has uh, worried TJ Kev based off of this. <laughs> maybe. It could be the opposite way around as well. I think preseason itself is a trap. Well, I'll tell you what, TJ, you should have explained it more. It got zero votes. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on. Uh, Brian Robinson was our winner of Wildest Story of the Week. Um, You've activated my trap card. I know it's in bad taste. Yeah, but sorry, Brian. <laughs> it's tradition, I suppose. Uh, well, look, that's our awards of the week. Um, I look forward to regular season ones when we get to the proper stuff and look week one winner has to be us for having chris not chris jesus scott hansen back oh yeah so i'm nabbing that one yeah i'm not nabbing that one um but look before we end it there kev you've got your fact of the day i do which Um, we need a jingle for kev can you like we'll record outside this you singing about facts of the day with nice little music on it i look forward to it um yeah as i kind of alluded to off air um <laughs> there's fuck all going on there's very little fact at the moment so i'm going for another kind of generic one um and it's it's an interesting one i was surprised when i heard it so uh there's one team in the nfl that has never had a qb that has passed more than four thousand yards in a year Jets. Never had a QB, so one of that be... is trolling for more than four thousand yards in one year. And that includes college. Sorry, uh, that includes like, college. no, not the QB, but the the franchise. Jaguars. Oh. Jaguars, no. No. Um, well, uh, I presume there's only one team, but <laughs> I know that team. <laughs> Browns. No. Panthers. Right, we have two. 
two bears. picks each. It's yeah, bears. bears. Yeah, yeah. Run yeah. heavy. Run yeah. heavy. That makes yeah. sense. I'm just and thinking of the quarterbacks for the last couple of years. He's just been. They've been shite. Not, to be with you, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. So I suppose my question then is mainly towards our listeners. Hmm. Will Justin Fields have having shown a very good preseason game? And on average, based on this preseason game, would qualify would go over four thousand, would he? Yeah. So, um, will he break this myth or this what's this legacy? No, what's the word? Curse. Uh, curse. Curse. Oh yeah, curse. <laughs> but he's a road man. I I thought Kevin was going to be the Browns and it was going to be a Baker Mayfield dig. That's what no, I no, it was going to be. Geez, no, no, no. I'd never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it from the Browns. I have a clue. I don't know that anyone else do it. I just seen that the Bears never done it, so the Browns could have done Break it. Break tradition. That's what it's about. Break tradition. Yeah. Break tradition and actually for throw for four thousand yards this year. Play the trap card. Fact, make it five. Thousand. You activated my trap card. <laughs> Sorry, you asked to play it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. Actually, I enjoyed that. I uh, look forward to your next one, Kev. I like these little trivia ones. I'm running out of options now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, we'll have to hope for each week there's a new fact. Well, Hansen will give you the facts on Red Zone. That's, That's, That's what thing. I'm hoping. Once the season starts, we kind of get more facts about the week in general. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. All right, guys. So I suppose from all of us, we've made a true preseason. Now let's just get ready for... The, the big dance, if you want. Dead season. Yeah, the big dance. Mm-hmm. Right, for all of us, I suppose, goodbye. Put on your dancing shoes. Good luck. Get on your dancing shoes and get ready. Alright, bye bye, guys. Bye bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love you. <laughs>